All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Knuckles, what's happening, Nasty? Well, what's up, Riggs? We got the Horvison and the Sabre there. We're good to go, buddy. <laughs> Just recovering from yesterday in my yeah. uh, in my lower abdominal from laughing so hard. <laughs> from the laughing. <laughs> what a great time, man. It, it was, was. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you coming out. It was good, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, man. Great, uh, great golf tournament yesterday, Athletes for Care. Uh, you could probably explain a little bit about all that since you have so much to do with it. Yeah, I was uh, one of the co-founders of Athletes for Care. It's a 501c3 that started about six years ago, just helping athletes transition into the real world, but then also helping athletes just you know recognize that they have a platform and a ton of influence and using it the right way. So trying to just change change uh, the paradigm through you know different. Uh, means uh you know cannabis being one of the big ones we talk about as far as pain management uh you know concussions the brain and the whole bit so we had uh i don't know how many seven seven or eight other fellow 
Flyer alumni yeah. uh, participated yeah. yesterday as well as uh, I know there must have been close to 10 for former Eagles there and some other athletes. Yeah. So it was a, some big boys. Big yeah, boys. some real big boys. Yeah, right. I was a skin and bones compared to some of them. No question. Yeah. They're probably like this guy was a tough guy in yeah, right? hockey. It's about a buck sixty. Blowing in the wind here. <laughs> it's funny, but I tell you what, you were hitting them long off the tee. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was a rough. It was a rough go, hey, man. Listen, I do have to say this because you actually you hit the ball fairly well yesterday. For someone who never plays golf, people may not know this. You just are not a golfer. Um, but you can't make contact, and you did yesterday, except for the two holes that we had to pay money. We didn't have to pay. We, we donate. It was for charity. Well, it was, it was Litz that offered the 200 Bino for the – And you and I paid for <laughs> it. We paid for it, yeah. The most so, expensive, shittiest shots of my career. So just I have to tell everyone, I'm, we do have footage of this, so it will be out later. We had a great day with all our people uh, from Nasty Knuckles yesterday, um, Evan and Josh and Jim. But uh, we get to this one hole, and there's a former LPGA golfer there, really nice. And you donate 100, and you get a hole-in-one for for the hole, or you donate 200, and you get a zero. So Lit says, 200, and Riles and I are the only one with any money. So we end up paying, (laughs) so Riles anyway steps up to the tee and hit it about what four yards? Oh, yeah, that'd be, damn that, near missed the you'd ball. Be, uh, be generous, give me four yards. It was a heavy shank <laughs> slash heavy, heavy. Oh. That, was, that was those are the only two shots you like that you didn't get off the tee at least. Oh you know my god, I mean? it was embarrassing. Oh my god, but I was laughing, and, that, and I'm thinking, what is this woman thinking right now? <laughs> She's this guy's a pro athlete. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And she put it like, what, 10 feet from the pin? Oh, uh, no, that would be me. Oh, that was you. Yeah, you beat her. That's right. Big deal. I did beat her. I don't know if we ever got her uh, raffle tickets. Oh, uh, she's supposed to send them to your email. She's supposed to email. email. <laughs> anyway, it was a great day. It was. Uh, it was good uh, stuff. Mark Farzetta joined us. It was awesome. And Neil Little, uh, former goalie. We've, yeah, he's a knucklehead. He's been on here before. Everybody knows him. He's a really good golfer. Yeah, really good. He was killing it. Took, but Farzy was Farzy surprised Farzee, me yeah. too, man. He was Farzee killing it. He had some bombs yesterday. Yeah, he uh, did. He got, he got better as the day went on. I kind of I did too. I that was, my game was ooh, I was struggling at first and finally found it a little bit. And then our found boy your Evan. State. Oh yeah, Evan. Evan lost to Sovinson, but he did end up hitting <laughs> some shots. You'll have to see what we're talking about later. I had this poor kid so rattled. He didn't know where the shitter wind his watch. He was looking in his pockets and everything else. Oh, it was classic. One of the hardest I've oh, laughed yeah. in, in a long time. <laughs> but uh, all around good time. But uh, yep. what's going on in, uh, in the world of the NHL, Nast? Well, what do you got for us? Boys, I, yeah, well, um, I'll tell you what. The series ended tonight. The Tampa Bay took care of Carolina. I thought that would go a little longer. Games are close. Good yeah. games. Just, just Tampa just, you know, they just always found a way to – Tampa's good. To win, man. and they're good. I mean, it's not like yeah. they're not any good. Carolina, though, like, I, I think I had said to you, Riles, like, that's a team, like, I like watching them play. They play so fast. Yep. But Tampa plays a fast game, too, and and uh, they've got that big number 88, Vasilevsky, back there. He's, he's. Uh, I mean, he did get lit up the other night, but they've, it's like Grant Fury used to say, get get me what he said, get me seven, boys, I guarantee you a win. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that yeah. Score, yeah. I think the score in uh, – 
game of what was it five there was in Tampa or four whatever it was they that was game four uh, there was a lot of goals in that game uh, but anyway then uh, Montreal sweeping Winnipeg did yeah. not see that coming didn't see that I'm not saying I didn't I, they came in there after coming off that win uh, beating Toronto which I don't think any many people expected uh, but to sweep sweep Winnipeg I, I just didn't see that one. No, the only thing I can think of maybe was just the the momentum of the uh, the Shifley hit and the suspension and the karma of it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. not that you could say that they, that would lead to a to a sweep, but nonetheless, uh, I think George the Rock said it, as soon as that hit happened, um, is that that's or the Jets are done. They're done. They're done in four, and he says it right really? away. You know, it's kind of interesting philosophy but yeah you know something like that could impact the series no question could probably work either way but um no i mean well montreal was obviously the the better team there and i mean a couple of those young guys man they're fun to watch they are fun to watch and you know last night uh the overtime winner caulfield oh man what a what a play play. hey yeah and then to foley you know to foley's been there man he's won i'm not yeah. definitely not sitting here saying montreal's gonna win the cup we got a great series going on with colorado and vegas oh I mean, man that, that's gone back and forth but both both teams won in both home games uh big game five tonight so be interesting to see what happens and then man the islanders have a chance to to close out the bruins tomorrow and i just i mean i didn't see that either I, no i know i and it's not over. I mean, it's, it's not over, but obviously, it's not over. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that they would have been so involved. Yeah, I just yeah. thought that Boston was a better team going into it, but I did too. It I, is yeah, the playoffs. It's, funny. And, it's the playoffs, and when when Al Anders Lee went down, I I, I yeah. got to be honest. I'm like, this team's done. Like they, they, he's such a big part of their team. I know it's one guy, but like. He's a big part of their team. Yeah. You know, just it scores big goals, big guy in front of the net. He's your captain. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, like here goes Lou. Uh, Lou Lamorello picks up Zajac in uh, Palmieri, and Palmieri's got six goals. You know, I know, right? The playoffs. Yeah. You know, it took him forever to get a regular season goal there at the end of the year. But, uh, I mean, this guy's got six goals all of a sudden. One of my favorite things was the other night, uh, our buddy Christopher Stieg, he was on his uh, – <clears throat> his uh, Instagram and he always puts up little videos and he's kind of breaking the game down. And he had a great point. Uh, Zajac had pay- played like seven and a half minutes and Barzella had played five. And I don't think there was a lot of penalties in that period. I understand Zajac would be out there more if, if there are uh, penalties, but he had a thing on there that said free Barzell. Yeah. <laughs> Trotsy must follow him because he played the shit out of him after that. And the guy took the game over. I mean, single-handedly took the game over. And then uh, he had another good game last night as well. Obviously, he yeah. scored. They, they, you know, they came up with that big win in Boston. So going back there, man, that's a tough place to win. It uh, is. Boston's got a, you know, you can't ever count them out though. Those, you know, yeah. Bergeron and, and Marshawn and, and Trachy and, you know, yeah. um, all those guys, all their, you know, they just got a good team. And I, I think that's going to be a really good game. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I don't think that one's over. Pasta. I think that one's going seven. I think so too. Pasta. I don't want to leave him. Yeah. Pasta. Yeah. Right. You know. Plus, have you well. seen his, uh, his uh, suits coming to the games. Oh yeah, yeah like guys, a such pay. a wheel. I love that guy. Oh yeah, Heavy make a dude. statement. Love it. I said to my, I said to Sudsy, my dad. If those of you don't know, I said he sends me a picture of one of Pasta suits, and I was like, "Heavy drip, Dad." 
he goes, we used to get shots for that. <laughs> I'll just oh, leave man, it. I'll just leave it there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So it's been interesting. Uh, can't wait to watch this game tonight with Vegas and Colorado and then tomorrow to see if uh, Balsa can force a game seven. Yeah, should be good. All right, Riles. Well, let's get into uh, episode number 26 with Jimmy, the junkyard dog Dowd, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new betters, and nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer, Riggs. Let's hear it. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention, that $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credit. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code KNUCKLES for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Kenny Rogers. What a deal. Let's go, Nast. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Sotomayor. And this week, we are so happy to have our good buddy, the junkyard dog, Jimmy Dowd. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Good to see you, Jimmy. Great to see you guys. Good to see you, brother. What's going on, my man? Oh, lots of stuff, man. Kids, family life, you know, all that good stuff. A couple businesses. Uh, But yeah, the most important thing is, man, my wife and I are going on 23 years and I uh, just picked my oldest son up from Penn State. My little guy's in the USHL in the finals, Chicago Steel. So wow. lots of hockey stuff and family stuff. Looking forward to a great summer. You know, first time without any kids. And my youngest son's only a, a senior in high school. So it was pretty tough on uh, Lisa and I. But uh, it's all good. You know what I mean? All, all, all good. Down here at the Jersey Shore. The real Jersey Shore. Point Snooky running around with you. Uh, you're, you're, you're in the South Jersey Shore, you guys, down in Margate. Man. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true, man. Oh, so uh, you just mentioned uh, picking Jimmy up. He had a he had a really good year this year, Penn State. Yeah, considering I mean, you know, the whole what ha- what's happened in the COVID world. That's a whole nother subject, but. Uh, you know, they, they got just about all their season in. You know, they missed about eight games, but they made the big tournament, Big Ten tournament, beat Notre Dame in the first round, lost to Wisconsin in overtime, could have went anyway in the semifinals. And, mm. You know, had a great year uh, academically. And then, like I said, he just he just got an early invite to Tampa Bay's player development camp right after the Big Ten oh, tournament. Oh, awesome. So, that's oh, awesome. That's, that's yeah. huge. You got to be jacked up. You know, I mean, you guys remember him was a little guy running around the yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, it's a little tight. <laughs> it's, it, I tell you, uh, Junkyard, we – all the time we, we say like this kid, Oh, I had him as a player. All these kids 
from you guys like that are playing i'm like oh my god like how old am i like <laughs> watch it watch it watching jimmy you know like this year I, I was able to catch a few of the games every time you would announce where they were yeah, i would try yeah. to i would try to watch and yeah. you know uh shell samuelson's son just played in nhl oh. mark mark greg i don't know if you ever knew gregor yeah but gregor his, yeah, his scouting, son yeah. Got, oh, yeah. yeah he's scouting his son uh was a first rounder last year he's oh. not playing in nhl yet but just all these guys and uh, sammy Kapanen's son yeah. Uh, I mean, it seems we, like there's a ton running, of guys from yeah, yeah. Like a ton of guys right now with kids that are playing high level college junior AHL getting to the NHL. I didn't see that many 30 years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's wild. It makes me feel really old. <laughs> you are nasty. Oh, well, yeah. good, good point. Good point. <laughs> I am. I am really old. Jimmy's older than me. Though junkyard, <laughs> two, two years. Got to be two years old, man. Yeah. Yeah, but no, man, it's all good. Like, like I said, my little guys out to Chicago Steel actually. He put in his time. He's only an 03 senior in high school, committed to Providence. But, uh, you know, just a ha- happy hockey mom and dad right now. He got called up to the NTDP the last month of the season, Team USA, oh. which is like a, a nice surprise, you know. But, wow. uh, you know, the two great kids, and they're just, you know, loving what they do. And mom keeps on them about the schooling, which is, you know, probably the biggest thing. Because at the really? end of the day, I never yeah. realized that like, you play 17 years in the NHL, you're 40 years old, you got a whole life to live, you know. Yeah, yeah that's the truth. Yeah. Well, they got a good mentor slash coach, man. Yeah. What's that? So they got a good mentor slash coach, man. You know, it's like you, you lived it and you, you, you experience all the game has to offer uh, on on every level. And uh, you know, I I don't think too many kids get that, that type of coaching. Right. I mean, I mean, maybe at the the rink, but not at home. Yeah. You know what? It worked out. My career actually worked out pretty good because we didn't have kids till we were a little bit older. And, you know, obviously I was with the Devils in the beginning, then all over. And the Devils brought me back when I was 39 years old. I got to live at home. 40 years old, played with the Flyers down with you guys. It was me, got to live at home and, you know, had the best of both worlds, you know. Coming back from road trip, I'd stay with Uppy, so it was great. Got my <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, you know, so it was great the last couple of years. And then when I was done, I had a couple offers to coach in a couple of different organizations. But I said, you know what? Played 17 years. My wife's been a trooper through this whole thing. Went back home. Just wanted to start coaching my boys. And I wouldn't have traded the last 12 years for anything. You know, I got to coach my boys all the way up from mites all the way till bantams and midgets, you know. And, you know, uh, and that was if they were into hockey. I didn't really care if they were into hockey. But you know how it goes. They saw me play quite a bit on TV and live when they were younger. Funny story, actually. My oldest son saw me a ton play. You know, my little guy, not as much as him. So Anthony played when he was five years old. And he told mom and dad, he told us, Hey, mom and dad, I want to retire. I'm like, all right, no problem. <laughs> Five years old. So he retired, did nothing. He didn't go on the ice for two straight years. No way. Not, not once. Not once. He did karate for a year. Like, unbelievable, man. Just, you know, and he did a couple other things, surfs all the time and all that. And then, and it was it was about just after he turned seven, that middle of August, he turns to my, us one day, says, mommy, dad, I want to play hockey again. We're like, what? All right. So we put him in the house league that year just to make sure. And the rest is history. Yeah, you know, wow. it's pretty funny, man. So, uh, and then they're, they're they're so close. Jimmy and Anthony are close. They, it's it's funny as hell. It's, it's great to see. But like you said, Riles, I've been through it all. Been through ups and downs. Great coaches, you know. I've, I've been some some okay coaches, some bad coaches. So, uh, I wouldn't have traded the last twelve years for anything, you know. And pro sports is amazing. It's great, but it's tough on the family guy. You know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I've seen guys, and Nancy, you've been around it, and Riles. You see, got coaches. Their kids, their daughter, son or daughter is five years old. Ten years go by, they're fifteen years old. They don't know who their kids are. You yeah, know? Right. and it's not on purpose. It's just the pro lifestyle. So, uh, I'm very happy with the call that I made. Just to you know, you know. Yeah, I remember you know, coach uh, the boys, you know, and, and go from there. 
Yeah. I remember uh, you almost got back with us for a, the second year yeah. uh, in Philly and it didn't work out, unfortunately. And then, you know, I remember you saying, well, I'm going to, you know, I, when we would catch up, you, you had started doing that. You could take care of yeah. coaching the boys and that. And I'm like, well, I know they're going to have the neatest lockers <laughs> wherever they go to play hey, rigs. Oh yeah. And, and like, I tell you what, you know what I should have done junkyard. I should have hired you with me. <laughs> you're as you're as anal as I was about yeah, the room, yeah, yeah. everything being straight, but I never had to go near your stall. Yeah. It was you know, it's great. A funny story because people ask me all the time, what's it like being an NHL locker every day? You know, I'm like, listen, guys, you walk in, man, everything's right in order, no matter what NHL team you're on, man. If there's one piece of tape in your garbage that day, they give you a new garbage bag. Everything that's why it's the NHL, the top level. You yeah. know, it, it's pretty cool. It's a, it's amazing. And uh, you know, uh, that's just uh uh, for whatever reason, that's I've been that way my whole life, right? So, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I about that. <laughs> I, I get that. My my dad is is uh, when I first started my very first year, I was in Florida with the Panthers, the inaugural season there, and uh, I, I thought this guy was out of his mind. I couldn't understand. I mean, I thought this place is clean, the locker room's clean. He'd come around, he's like got a white glove on. <laughs> this this is not the the Kleenex box needs to be all the way over to the left in the stall. I'm yeah. like, holy cow, man. But then I realized once I finally was able to be a head guy, why? And then I turned into that. And I know kids work for me in the minor leagues for probably like, dude, you are effed up, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there is something <laughs> like I've, I've got the socks, the stripes on the socks under the pants. They've got to be perfect, you know? And they're like, yep. no one really sees them. I'm like, I do. I don't care. Yep. I'm one of the, but you were a guy, and, and Riley and I, I can't remember who we had on that we were talking about. It might have been Hartsey. I think it was Hartsey, yeah. Scott Hartnell. No, I was like, the funniest thing was like, I, well, I never had to touch your stall. Every The day you got there, you saw how it was hung, and I never, ever had to go to your stall. But my, our favorite part was lifting up underneath in your little gray shorts. The little socks <laughs> folded up. The little gray tee, softy tees, oh. folded up, and then the socks. Hey, and I, I'll never forget, I know I said it with uh, Scotty Hartnell, but I – I remember you saying to me, Hey, uh, get any more of these shorts. And I'm like, bro, these are like eighties, man. He's like, I'm like, I'm like, cause, cause he says to me, but but listen, this, this fucker, he says to me the one right when he first got there, you know, he's like, uh, Hey, do you have any of these shorts? I'm like, no, I got shorts that actually kind of go down to your knees now, you know, like the guys kind of wear longer shorts and he's like, ah, man, I'm like, I don't even know if I can find those things. So the next day, here comes junkyard. He's got about four pair. Well, I thought you didn't have any. Well, I got a couple at home. And so, <laughs> so we could put them in all the different bags. Cause you know, we had the road oh, bag, yeah. the, the morning, yeah, skate, yeah. the morning skate bag, the game bag, and then the game bag at home. And then the skate zone. And so he ends up having these, but he asked me about three times. You think we can get any, I'm, I'm going to need them here when I'm done, you know, like, <laughs> but they were always, we searched out the company, man. We spent, yeah. they sent them to us. <laughs> So well, I think they were down in Alabama or something. That's where oh the company's from. I remember that. They're kind of, I don't know if you guys, even in, even in the NBA, they're kind of coming yeah, back yeah, yeah. where the shorts aren't as long anymore. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's too funny. <laughs> Somebody's calling. That, that was my son. That was Jimmy Dow. That was Jimmy Dow Jr. That was my son. He's, he's Jimmy, what's there. up, brother? Yeah, you yeah. Just want, we'll get him on soon. Don't yeah, worry. Tell him he'll be on. Yeah, but that's a great story, man. Another good story is, uh, 
I used to get my, my, my chops busted my last few years wearing Bauer 2000s because I was grandfathered <laughs> in. They were still making the Bauer 2000s. But these are the best skates ever made. Yeah. So by, by the way, I, I found like three pairs. We were cleaning out a bunch of stuff like four or five years ago. My wife's like, come on, we got so much hockey stuff here. What can we get rid of? You know, one of those. I'm like, okay. Found three brand new pairs that I had stockpiled my last couple no. of years. Wow. So I, yeah, they're the best. Check every of those. They're still the best skates ever made, man. The gray shorts are in the boxes too, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Open them up. Oh, it made me uh, laugh, but it was it was funny as you just open up your stuff. I had to get something, and everything was just so neat. And I'm like, I love this guy. Oh, I, love, I loved you anyway, but it was just so hilarious yeah. how they were just perfect. And I'm like, oh yeah, he should have been. He should be an equipment guy after yeah. you know when he's done. But uh, and a funny story about when you the, the when I came 41 years old, try to make the team. I look back on that. I didn't really work out hard that much that summer. And you know, Homer calls me in. He's like, yeah, hey. and I loved Homer, man. He was great. He was the one that gave me the opportunity the year before, and. uh, yeah, you're not going to make it. I was like, yeah, all right. You know, I went right from Voorhees right to Westchester PA. My son was playing in, you know, the Mike Silversticks. So I just went right to start coaching my son right after that NHL camp. I knew uh, him. Now. It was no big deal. It was a great run, man. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Like, wow, God, let alone NHL for 17 years. Crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah. spe- speaking of uh, Jimmy, your, your, your college career. I mean, what a career. He won a national championship, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Um, but we were looking and, and we saw you had 274 points in 181 games in college. That's yeah. like, yeah, that's huge, man. Yeah. You know what? I, I, you know, my story, I grew up in Brick, New Jersey, never left. When I grew up back in the day, Brick, New Jersey, you had the Rockets, New Jersey Rockets up north and the little flyers down south. Those were like the two teams that recruited and had all the money and everybody with all the best players wanted to go to. And I never left Brick. You know what I mean? You know, we'd play those guys. We'd lose 9-1, 10-2. beat them, we'd beat them 2-1. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somehow we got lucky, you know. Um, but it was one of those, I, I just, I never thought, I was just growing up playing hockey because I loved it. You know what I mean? And I, I'm a firm believer, one person could change your life forever. For me, that was Frank Anslow at Lake Superior, you know. And it just, yeah. that was the perfect time in my life. I knew nothing about college hockey. I was just a kid from Brick playing hockey and baseball, trying to stay out of trouble, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sports was my outlet. And then these guys saw me at the Chicago Showcase the first year ever. New Jersey took a team to the Chicago Showcase. It was my junior year going into my senior year. I went out there, and that's when Lake State originally saw me. And Frank Anselm was from the East Coast. He always wanted to get East Coast players. But if you were back then, if you weren't from Massachusetts, Minnesota, Chicago, or Detroit area, they didn't even look at you. Yeah. You know? And then he took a chance on me. And the rest is history, just with the perfect timing in, in my life, you know? Um, you know, my high school coach, Bob Oriam, a lot of people don't know this, man. Great story, though. Like, you know, I grew up with basically nothing. Like, I was leaving for college, and he took me to the store. I mean, I couldn't tell anybody this for a while because it's, like, illegal, you know. Yeah. It shouldn't be. But he bought me shoes. He bought me a sport coat. He bought me pants, a belt. Like, you know, I didn't have anything. Yeah. Going to college, yeah. I was going with these nasty sweats, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but That's I just – those guys, Frank Anselm, Jeff Jackson, you know, Jim Rock was our assistant coach. And then my senior year – uh, Anselm left. It was Jeff Jackson, Jim Rock, and Ron Ralston. And Lake State was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know what I mean? As far as hockey goes, because that's what you know really put me on the map. The right. Devils tried to get me to sign after my junior year. I didn't even think of it. I wanted to go back, graduate, try to win another national championship. Like it was awesome. I loved every second of it. You know what I mean? And I needed that structure in my life. You know, Anselm, you talk about regimented him and Jeff Jackson. You know, it was like boom, 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 boom. It was perfect for me. And I played better for guys that were, you know up your ass like hey get your head out of your ass you know what, what the yeah. heck are you doing let's go Dowd. you know I, I i respond to that better 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, most people need that, you know, but yeah, they do. Yeah. Especially in a sport like hockey, right? Like Brian Sutter. Play for Brian Sutter on Calgary. I love them. Oh, yeah. But I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know, it's it's funny. We've kind of touched on this a little bit how much, not just the game, but the kids coming up, how, you know, I'm not saying everyone, but the difference in the attitude that the spoiled, you know, this is what I should be getting. You know, yeah, like you said, you and, and you have to. And I've seen this change uh, when I was still um, in the game. Like you almost have to watch how you're talking to NHL, like to, to yeah. kids coming up. Like, I mean, you should if, if to me, if it's a coach, as long as they're fair, if they're hard on you, man, they're hard on you. Like, yeah. take it, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, you know what, that, that, that's what it, you know what it is. It's a young league now. Like you look at these guys like. Like there's not many 35, 36, 37, 38 year olds playing in the league anymore. Well, like when we came in, and I hate to sound like that, but it's true. If you had two rookies on your team, that was a lot. Yeah. Look at all those guys that started in the minor leagues that were great players. You know what I mean? But you've had two rookies on your team. That was a ton. I don't remember anybody ever having three rookies on the team at right. the same time. You know what I mean? You just put your time in, went to the minors, worked your way up. And obviously there's always, you know, the, the top guys that are no matter what aren't going to start in the minors. But for, for the most part, Everybody started in the minors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, I was going to ask you about that. And it was because, a veteran league, you know? That, yeah. Um, so you, you leave college, you obviously were a scorer. I mean, you, you put points up like crazy. You go, you go to Albany. Cause they, like you said, they're not. Started, yeah. My first two years were Utica. your first. Yeah. Utica. Sorry. I'm sorry. Albany, uh, Utica. And you actually had points there too. So, I mean, were you a first, second line player there? Yeah. You know what? <clears throat> so I came out. I signed a big ticket out of college too. It was a big contract back then. And uh, Lamorella, the devils, they were loaded at center, you know, mm-hmm. they had, that they had Neil Broughton. They had, I don't know. They had Bernie Nichols. They had Corey Millen. They had Bobby Holy, you know, and I can't feel that they were loaded at center started. And Lou was famous for starting everybody in the minors anyway. Right. Yeah. Right. Scott Niedemeyer, obviously different story, but right. everybody else basically started in the minor leagues, went down there, you know, a funny story, Herb Brooks, so Lou hires Herb Brooks because there was about seven or eight of us that panned out from the 1987, 88, 89 draft. And Lou brought Herb Brooks in to be our head coach in Utica, New York. I mean, come on, Herb Brooks, he's not going to be <laughs> yeah, right. Here, right? Tom McVee was our, the head coach for the Devils. Yeah. Oh, man, he was great. So Herb, oh, they, they hired Herb Brooks basically to teach us about the pro lifestyle and this and that. And Herb was all, I'm like, I'm getting sent down to the minors. Herb Brooks, my coach, man. Yeah. I'm a USA kid. It was great. Yeah. Um, but it was like, yeah, I led the team in scoring. One of the top scores. I got one game up that year. The next year, have a great camp. Got sent down again. You know, Robin Fatorik was the head coach. Herb moved up. Got one game up that year. Was leading scorer again. And in my third year training camp, that was when Lamera came in. And uh, I try to tell people this story all the time. Just, just stick with it. Don't burn any bridges and just work hard and keep your mouth shut, right? Yeah. So my third training camp, I came in having a great camp. You know, and that was back when there was like 80 guys would come into camp. Yep. You know, and they would cut it down, cut it down, cut it down. And that was back when you had 12 exhibition games. These kids yeah. don't realize we used to have 10 to 12 exhibition games. You yeah. know, college kids, my first year coming out, I'm exhausted after the exhibition games, man. And we got 80 games to play. Yeah. <laughs> Junior kids had a total advantage, you know. So I go to camp my third year. Lamar comes in with Larry Robinson, Jacques Caron, having a great camp. And there was eight lines still left. And it was like seven games into it. I didn't play one 
preseason game yet. I'm like, you know, what's going on? What's going on? And he that, you know, you know how you come in and you look on the board. Don't read into it. <laughs> See what I'm on the eighth line, man. I'm on the eighth line. I'm like, I'm not reading into this. Like, come on, man, really? But then like the eighth game, it was basically, I think we had 10, 10 games that year preseason. The eighth game, it was against the Rangers, Madison Square Garden. He put me with me, Ben Hankinson, and Brian Sullivan. And we were basically taking to go down right after that game. I had a great game. I stayed up the whole rest of camp right to the end, right? And then I'm getting sent down. And I'll, it's a funny story. I'm in there with Jacques Lemaire and Larry Robinson. I'm like, you know, hey, guys, come on. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. To, my third year, I'm leading scorer two years in a row. I'm ready, you know. And I wasn't – I guess I, I got them a little perturbed, right? So Jacques finally says, Jimmy, I was broken in this. He goes, Jimmy, this is preseason. Me and Larry can play in preseason games. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, I go, yeah, I go, I get it. I go, I'm just letting you know, I'm ready. I go, guys, I'm not going to go down with a bad attitude. I'm just like, I'm ready to play. Right. So I, I you know, it was hilarious when he said that. He was probably <laughs> right. Larry Robinson probably still could have played. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I, yeah. That was 93, 94. I get sent down. I tear it up right off the bat. You know, I get called up. I scored my first goal against Quebec Nordiques in my first game up that year. That was the game when Mike Beluso for Tony twist member in Quebec and Mike Peluso's helmet came off and they're on the way down and Twister hit him one more time. Yeah. His head hit the ice. Oh, I remember uh, that. The building went silent. It was crazy. That was my first was game. First game up that year and I scored a goal. Wow. Ready. And then the rest is history. So I was up for a month. They were still loaded at center, right? I get sent back down. I'm like, all right, nobody, I'll go back down, tear it up again. Funny story. You guys will love this one. So <laughs> we're sitting there. This was one of the third year in Albany. I was living with Kevin Dean, me, him, Ben Hankins, and Mike Bodner, Chuck. You know, and we're, we're out all night, right? Get home, whatever. My phone, the phone's ringing. Our house phones. We didn't have cell phones. Yeah, anymore. right. <laughs> the house phone's ringing from like 6.30 till 8 o'clock for an hour and a half. None of us are getting up to get it. None of us. Finally, I'm like, motherfucker, what's going on here, man? <laughs> I, I pick up the phone, like basically no sleep. Robert Vittorio's like, Jimmy, where the fuck are you? What's going on? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, listen, you just got called up. Get your fucking ass ready. Let's go. I'm like, all right. So, and the story goes, I, I got up, got in there. I flew to Pittsburgh. The team was playing in Pittsburgh. And that year was 93, 94. The Devils hadn't lost more than two games in a row once the whole year. And the story goes, remember Johnny Weisbrod? He was our, our general manager for the Albany River Rats. And Lou wanted to bring Dave and Emma up that day. And, and he was fighting back. He's going to take Jimmy Dow. Jimmy's playing better. He's the best player right now. And finally, Lou said, all right, fuck it. Just bring Dow up. He's only coming up to practice. And he's going right back. Because Bernie Nichols' son, remember Bernie Nichols had a son that passed away. Oh, my God. So yeah. In, 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 like a year old. So Bernie had to fly back out to uh, California. So I'm like, obviously, working on no sleep. I fly into Pittsburgh. We have The, the team has a, a practice, you know. I had a sick practice, like unbelievable. Everything just freaking up. I don't play a little guilty. I don't play that night, right? They lose. It's the first time all year they lost three games in a row, right? They lose. They were playing Pittsburgh back to back that night in Pitt and then the next night in New Jersey. So they lose. Jock's pissed. We come back to Jersey. They keep me up. He puts me in. I get a goal and three assists, and the rest is history. Wow. Come on. Like, goal dude, yeah. That's how I got to the NHL, like, full time. Like, it's crazy how stuff works. So, going back to your whole point, yeah, I was a scorer. I was a scorer. But, you know, I try to tell people, sooner or later, when you're not the best anymore, you're not scoring. You got to find a way to fit in. There were so many guys that are 25, 26, 20, 28 years old when they're not top six, four or something. They whine and bitch, and they're out right. of 100%. You know me. I just want to be on a team. I love winning. And the best was – when you have success early on, 
We lost to the Rangers in the conference final. We won a cup. I could play on the first line. I could play on the fourth line. I could penalty kill, power play, whatever. I was just a good, reliable player. And I, didn't, I played 17 years. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And so yep. many times, it's all, it's all mental. It's so true. All the cliches you hear after a while, it's just mental. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. Totally mental. Yeah. If you work hard, have a good attitude, be a good teammate, that's all that matters. You can yeah. play for a long time. Yeah, well, yeah you've yeah, proven that. Was, was it uh, was it difficult for you? Like, I'm not sure what kind of style you guys played it uh, in college. I'm With the points, I'm imagining you were uh, – uh, You know, they, they were – you know how it's – it's you know when everybody called the Devils the trap team and all that? Yeah. They called us a clutch and grab team at Lake State. But um, come on, man. We destroyed everybody. Well, I was going to say the points. I mean, (laughs) your points alone are like, I mean, so, but what I was going to ask you is, so you, you, you go to Utica and then Albany for a little bit as well. Your leading score, um, were you guys, was it difficult when you got called up because they were playing more of that trap or were you guys playing that in Albany as well? Or in Utica? No, 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 that, that, that wasn't the case at all. Like when I got called up to the Dallas, I was on, yeah, the, the two cup run years there, 93, 94, 94, 95, it was the best. I was on a third line, which is the best line to be on the NHL because nobody yeah. checks you. The first yeah. two lines canceled. It was me, Billy Garrett, and Zella Pukin. I mean, think about Zella that. Pukin. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Jock Lemaire is like, Jimmy, this is your job. Uh, no, Billy, this is your job. You go up and down the ice and shoot the puck. Zelly, you go drive the net. Jimmy, you get the puck past the Billy. He shoots, you stay high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all and right. Worked, and it worked. A couple good yeah, players right. to, to, to play on a third line with, man. Yeah, right. And poor Zelly, if he didn't have that eye injury, he would have been unbelievable for 15 years. Yeah. yeah. He was, he's right one of only that. three guys. He's one of, look it up. He's one of only three guys, trivia question, in the NHL history to score 20 goals in the AHL in the same year and the NHL. Oh, wow. That's, oh, wow. That's unbelievable. That is. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. League in one year. Yeah, that is impressive. Billy Garen was one of my favorite players. Yeah, always. Um, I got to know him a little bit way back in. uh, It was '96, and we had uh, the World Cup. Yes, and and U.S. had the the U.S. team had the camp uh, for a week in Philly. So I was able to. I worked with him a little bit, and I got to know him pretty good. And then it's funny. I I would run into him because he's from the area. Or his wife. So I yeah, would see him around. Yep. But anyway, like, what a great guy. I love the way he played. And he's turned it around in many there. Like, he's he's yeah. done a great yep. job yep. there. And, then, you know, they got a they got a fucking good team this year. Yeah, they, they're good, man. And they just get there at the right time. And he's yeah. got more about him. You know, I played with him in Edmonton as well. You know, and also going back to Lake State, we just it, – it's Frank Anselmo, man. It, he's the – don't let anybody tell you any difference about Lake State. If it weren't for Frank Anselmo, Lake State wouldn't even be on the map. He built that – theme into a powerhouse you know and, and and the best was we didn't get our first first blue chip recruit there till my junior year you know right. like he grabbed me from jersey he didn't know how it was going to turn out tim breslin you know from the ushl you know doug laprade from thunder band to all these guys that weren't tier one players so to speak but our first blue chip recruit we ever got was doug Waite. my junior year he came in as a freshman and all those guys like him, they either went to Michigan or Michigan state. Yeah. Right. And his dad came up on the visit. They loved how Anselm, what, what he was doing, how he's developing guys to get to the next level. And it was no bullshit. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, we were on the power play together and we just worked magic. I mean, he's, you know, he, he was nice. the first blue chip recruit we got ever got there. And you could tell right off the bat that he wasn't going to be there four years. Right. You know, he, my junior and senior, he was a freshman and sophomore. Then again, I got to play him in, with him in Edmonton as well. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's awesome. So, but again, this goes back to what do you want to do? You want to play in the NHL? You want to whine and bitch and you're not a scorer anymore? Or you go home. 
And right. I chose to play in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. Oh, you know, Riles. I mean, how many of you guys freaking score? I mean, tons of guys like yourself scoring juniors. You know, then you get yep. to a certain point. Oh, you got to figure out how to fit in. You know, Dave Schultz, I got to know him that last year in Philly. His story is amazing. I mean, he was a 50-goal scorer in juniors. Yeah. He was down in the minors, has a fight. He never really fought before. All of a sudden, he knocks some guy out, and the rest is history. You yeah. Know I mean? I've got two cups. He's one of the most famous guys in all of hockey. I know, right? Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? it's it's it, it is a, it's amazing, but such a simple thing to understand if you're if you're willing to buy into it, right? It's like how yeah. bad do you want it? Do you want to be a say a, a great American League player and be okay with that, or do you want to be like a, an average or below average NHL player? I guess it all depends on what they want to do. There's nothing wrong with e- you know either or. Yeah. But or it's, go to uh, Europe, you know? Yeah, we're going to Europe, and yeah, exactly. So you know, it's like the NHL, man. Nasty the NHL, like you know, it's yeah. the NHL, man. It doesn't yeah. get you can't go any higher. Yeah, you know exactly. where to go. Right. yeah no it's interesting uh you know thought process for sure and the guys that you know are willing to adapt and and you know take on a, say a lesser role and yeah. really putting their ego aside to some degree right i mean because it's humbling oh. right i mean <laughs> you're not good enough to play here but you're you're good enough to play here and then you yeah. have to be okay with yeah. that right and um and yeah. you obviously you, you did that for 17 years yep. which and you is, gotta remember uh, right there's there's 30 now there's 31 teams gonna be 32 you got yeah. every team looking at you you know what i mean Yep. Every team. I'll never forget what Robert Torek said to me. Because it was my second year. He was our head coach in Utica, you know, and he knew we like to have our fun and all that stuff, you know. Um, and he's like, he called me up to the bus one time, coming over from Rochester. Never forget it. Rochester back to his Jimmy. Do you realize if you have three good weeks, your life you can change your life forever? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. What do you mean? I didn't really know what he meant, you know. He goes, just stay focused, and you could have three good weeks, and your life could change forever. And basically, that's what happened to me. It happens to a lot of guys that yeah. aren't necessarily. I was an eighth round draft pick. You know what I mean? Back when there was twelve rounds, right? Yeah, how many eighth rounders ever made it? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, you just stick with it. Stick with it. Got to be the right place, at the right time. It only takes one human being to like you. Change yeah. your life. Yeah. yeah, that's the truth. You see that a lot too in uh, in playoffs where guys get the sh- get the shot in playoffs to get the yeah. call up. They had a great season, and then they just they either uh, dominate or they have a really strong playoffs, and they sign their big ticket, and they, yeah. they never really live up to it. But it but happens. Then like, but, then, but then they play an extra six, seven years, eight years. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. You're on the map. You're on the map for sure, uh, Jimmy. I was uh, I found a couple interesting little uh, tidbits about you. I didn't realize that you'd uh, two times in your career you'd been traded and never played a game for that team and traded within the same, within the same day or shortly thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one was, I went, it was a three-way deal with uh, Jersey, Hartford and Vancouver. I went to Hartford, Jocelyn Mew came to New Jersey and then Jeff Brown went from Vancouver to Hartford. I went to Hartford to Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, so it was actually part of the same trade. It wasn't two separate trades. Yeah, it was like a three-way deal, right? Yeah, that was that. And then okay. I would have had I, I would have had I actually have uh you got two NHL records, by the way. It's pretty funny. My kids laugh about it. One <laughs> is 10, 10 of the most the most teams played on by an American born player, 10. Right. I think Silly's got the record. He played on 12 teams overall or eleven. Silly, yeah. 11 or and uh and the other was the two fastest goals in NHL history, me and Richard Park. Really? <laughs> Parksy. Uh, dude, Parksy. Oh, yeah, another Flyers guy. Yeah, we're yeah. Playing, we're at the Wild. We're with the Minnesota Wild, and it was 2-2. I scored the go-ahead goal with, like, you know, under a minute left, you know, against uh, the Hawks. And then the next opening faceoff, Parksy comes out. We're winning 3-2. They pulled their goalie, dropped the puck. He shot it right from center ice, right in the net. Two fastest oh. goals in NHL history. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Okay>. Wow. <laughs> 
But the other one, Bob Riles, going back to your point, the other one was Nashville. So after, I forget what it was, but Nashville signed me. That was when I had a little blip in my career. And that's when I got into the whole nutrition. When I was 28 years old, changed everything. I cut out drinking during the season, all, you know, whatever. And, and I got into nutrition, my wife and I, and I signed, uh, I signed with Nashville, um, uh, the Predators, and I was having a great camp, great camp, great camp. There's another story I love, man. I'm having a great camp, right? I just, I, I started out slow there, but I was having a really good camp. So we're getting ready to go on a plane to go play uh, Carolyn Hurricanes in a preseason game. And it was me, Michael Stalinkoff, and me, Michael Stalinkoff, and I forget who it was. Just me, oh, me and him. Coach calls us in. Barry Trotz calls us over. Hey, guys, you got traded. We're like, oh, boy, where? He paused. He didn't want to tell us. It was Edmonton. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh. So that was me, Michael Stalinkoff, for Greg DeVee's, DeVee's, Drake Fairhouse, Mm -hmm. Peter show. Those three went to Nashville. We went there, but it worked out great because I had a great role because Kevin Lowe was the head coach. McTavish was the assistant mm-hmm. and I played against them. 93, 94. They loved me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I ended up going there and that's what got me back on the NHL scene. You know what I mean? Had a great role, played fourth line penalty kill. I was actually played point on the power play. How about that? Fourth line center, but I pen- killed penalties and played point on the power play. Wow. That don't happen very often. No, no, no. <laughs> so McTavish and Lowe, I'm like, I remember in 1994, the conference finals, man, you fucking old man, what are you still playing for? You know, I'll go fuck you. Yeah. You know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. McTavish, no helm. People forget, man. He had yeah. No yeah. Playing against this guy that I watched growing up, facing off. His, his line went against my line the whole series. Rubbing his helmet against me, and he's an ex-flyer as well. Yeah, but like I said, man, it just goes back to if you can teach kids at a young age, man, just persevere. And the only two things that really matter are working hard and being a good teammate. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, wow, you said right, age for a goalie doesn't mean shit. Just work hard, be a good teammate, help your team win. Nothing else matters. Yeah, you're so it's you're so right. You think Wayne Gretzky talks about his points he had? No, all his teammates and how his team won championships. Yeah. You know, speaking, it's funny you just said that because I wanted to uh, ask you about something. So we had a kid come in. Riles, actually, Jimmy, you might know. Remember Ryan Patoni? Oh, yeah, he was there. Well, he was supposed to be the center that year. Right. So (laughs) Potsy played many, uh, but he was it was funny. He was he used to tell us that when he was playing in college, you were in Minnesota for so long and they would for practice some days they had the everybody had the jimmy dowd tuck you know how he tucked the jersey? oh yeah right yeah like sure. grats you and grats like i mean hey <laughs> but it was so funny potsy's like oh dude we used to always like do the jimmy dowd tuck yeah. that was it today's practice you got to be tucked in and i i just always yeah, thought that was I, funny I, yeah paul martin i played i became real good friends with paulie martin because when the devil's brought me out he told the told the pants up high and tucked the shirt in man yeah <laughs> good style oh, i love that man Island man, right? <laughs> Only a select few can rock that, and you're one of them. But I'll tell you, man, the, the one of the, people ask me all the time, like growing up where I grew up, it was like the borderline because the the Devils didn't move here until '82, so we hated the Flyers growing up. I was on the other side of that Route 70 on the way of North Jersey, yep. Rangers fan, and then with Devils fan when the Devils moved here, and then going to play for the Flyers my last year, man. Like when I tell you, our whole family, my father, like hates the Flyers. Like that's how it should be, though, right? Yeah, yeah. just hated them. You know, but going down, that was one of the most my one of my favorite years, man, because that team was sick the year before that. Oh, six, oh, seven. Remember the worst year ever. The Flyers came in last place, fifth in the East. 
Last we, were, we were out of it in early December. Oh my God. That's how bad yeah. it and, and then that, yeah, and next year, it's just me, Riles, Sammy Kapanen. On a, I mean, it was great. It, it was a blast. I had a, I went to camp without a Trump contract. Yep. You know? Homer said, listen, if you come in here and do what you do, I'll get you a contract. So no problem. I'm not going to go anywhere else. You know, because I personally called Homer that summer and said, hey, I heard you tried to trade for me. I want to come play for you this year. Oh, so, nice. We're over the salary camp. And he goes, if you, we're look, he was looking at Mike Eastwood, somebody else, and they were looking for a guy like, 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 you know, Mike Eastwood and myself, you know, a guy to play a depth player and all that. I said, listen, I'll come and make your team, you know, no problem. He goes, if you do what you do, I'll make room for you. And lo and behold, it made room yep. for me. It was one of the best years I've ever had. That man, was a awesome. fun. We had a great, great year. Of everything on that. Yes. Team, man. Yes. In the conference finals to the Penguins in five games. Teaming and got hurt. He was out that whole series. It just Coburn got hurt. Yagane yeah, was hurt. I think yeah. Carter was hurt too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, we such a fun year, man. It was it an was. amazing year. We had was one of the best group of guys I've ever played with. Up with the up dog had come in and loops. Yeah, loops. I mean, what a crew. God, looking back, Ash, you know, all those guys, you like, I mean, God. I, I remember actually uh, still playing Jason Smith. Like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Gator, Gator. Someone, I think Richie was on the other day. I think I saw something with Mike Richards uh, and they asked him about some captains. I think it was Richie, but he was just like Jason Smith, like this guy. Well, Gator. Played. I mean, Gator played with his yeah. fingers are all broken, <laughs> yeah. two broken clavicles. Yep. Yep. And I, I think I've said this before too, but, I'll never forget. I went into the medical area and I I'd asked the trainer, I said, Hey, am I taking Gator's gear? And Gator heard me. He was on the, he's laying on the table and he's got ice all <laughs> everywhere. Over. And he's just laying there and he just looks like he's, you know, in so much pain, but he, you know, obviously he says he's fine. And he goes, you're taking my gear. Why wouldn't you? I'm playing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, Gator, you got it. But I mean, looking at him, I'm like, we knew he had broken. He got hit by yeah. someone. I can't remember. But anyway, what and a other warrior, dude, what a Jonesy, warrior, remember Joe Jonesy? Oh yeah, Randy oh, yeah. Collins. That's, like that team was that was a freaking great team. It was yeah. so fun too. Like you talk, like we had fun. Like yeah. that was all that was on and off the ice, fun team, the group, and, and it showed on the ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, from my perspective, Jimmy, that was my first full year in the NHL. And obviously yeah. you were my, my centerman, but having a guy like you, not just for myself, like what I observed, but just having like you as a pillar on that, say that fourth line center penalty killer. It was like, you know, having a guy 17 years in the NHL in that position and, and, and humbled. And, you know, again, you bring the attitude, the energy, the hard work, you're the first guy at the rink. Like there's something to be said about having that veteran presence in that slotted in that position. Like it's, it's hard to like bring in a young guy and expect to have that leadership, you know, coming from the fourth line, but you know, you certainly helped me out, but I, I know guys that were on your know, first, second, third line, obviously had a ton of respect for you, just the way you carried yourself and, 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 and what you brought to the rink every single day. And that's, that's to me, it was like a huge part of the glue uh, of that team. Yeah. Like I said, it, it, that'd be tough for a young guy to do. That's why a lot of teams, successful teams have those types of guys. You need yeah. it. You know, a guy that just loves the game, wants to help the team win has, has had success, you know, in a during his career, you know, I mean, just figure it out. Cause if you have success early on in the playoffs and you win and, and you can play for a long time, you yes. know what I mean? Everybody's oh, yeah. looking for that. Come the trade deadline, everybody's looking for who's that guy, that, uh, another glue guy, that, a depth guy, you know, because everybody knows you just don't need 20 guys. Yeah. You need right. 20, 24, 25 guys, guys that could step right in and, and do that. And especially, like I said, that was your first full year, man. But we, we mean, with Kapanen, that was a great line. Yeah, it was. We, we had a little bit of everything, man. 
you know, me and Cappy can go out and say whatever we wanted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember, hey, man, like my two, my two favorite left wingers are you and Matt Johnson, man. I became great buddies because he was my, it was me, me, him and Andrew Burnett in Minnesota. Oh, man. He was our line for two or th- three years, man. But it was great. He'd be like you. He's like, yeah, guys, I'm feeling good tonight. You know, <laughs> I'll never forget. You and Matty Johnson, like, you know, you'd be like, hey, Jimmy, I'm feeling really good tonight. You can do whatever you want out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good say, feeling man front row seats to all that is great man but uh but that was the game inside the game there's not much of that anymore you know no. um you know it's just hockey's changed quite a bit you know there's still some of it but i mean like the playoffs there's basically none of that anymore you know right yeah um, once in a while they like what happened with the rangers the other day and all that once in a while it gets back to that you know but like everybody knows there's 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 a purpose for us for it at the right time you know what i mean yeah Right. The yeah. bottom line is you're supposed to intimidate the other team. That's what you're supposed to do in hockey from day one. Yeah. You're trying to intimidate the, the other guy's top players. You're trying to intimidate ours. And it's a game within the game, you know? Yeah. Which makes it exciting. And the fans love it. Simple as that. They love everything. Yeah. They yeah, love that the most. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. The, emo- the emotion, right? And I think this yeah. year, I think because of, well, COVID, and then, and then you bring in like the, uh, like that real, division play it just brings yeah. in that brings out the rivalry so guys just get extra emotional and, and you know i mean there's just there's more fights this year we've talked about several times on this uh, on the pod this year um just how, how much that's uh, increased but you know rightfully so it's like a playoff series every time you play the same you play the same team over and over and over again that it's gonna brew but that's the beautiful part you know we we're not we're not talking about going back to the broad street bullies but you're never going to remove the, that emotion out of the game you know that real that, that you said yeah. that competitiveness and that and that that willingness to 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 to, to intimidate in some way shape or form you know the, the yeah. game has changed but i, I don't see it uh, ever going um yeah, i don't think it's gonna really. go totally away no you're yeah. right it's not gonna go totally away, but it's one of those things if you're going to open your mouth sooner or later, even if you're not a fighter, you're going to have to answer the bell sooner or later. Yeah. You, know I mean? you don't, you don't ever have to fight, but sooner or later, if you keep yapping and yapping sooner or later, you're going to have to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Happened, that happened to me a couple of times. You know what I mean? It's like, I remember yeah. with the wild playing against the blues, it was Mellon B Dallas Drake. And I'm just sitting there, you know, cause we, we, we surprised a lot of teams that year. It was in Minnesota and we were playing them the next night in St. Louis. And I'll never forget. I'm just, chirping away we're winning and i'm calling those guys you know all-stars bullshit whatever melon b and drake you know and i knew i went over the line we were playing the next night i'm like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i know you know i'm gonna have to do something i wasn't a fighter you know what i mean yeah but you know like you said there's a there's a purpose for it you know what i mean and and it's it's from day one that's the best part about hockey it's every single sport combined into one yeah got finesse it's it's got toughness it's got you know skill it's got everything Everything yeah. you can imagine in one sport. Yeah. When people, there's, no, there's no in between. You either want nothing to do with hockey or you love it and you're a diehard and you're in it for the rest of your life. Yeah. 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 So, and the guys are great. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the culture. I mean, it, it, you got you got grown men. I mean, you're talking about NHL hockey. Grown men fighting for a rubber biscuit right i mean it's like you're using your body to manipulate you know you're using your stick you, stick, you know i mean there's like there's a lot of variables that um eventually ruffle feathers you know and then that, I think that's what you know yeah, yeah that's what people love right i mean it's like it's a human condition to, to to experience you know the end result of something like that brewing over you know when you guys you got, you got gladiators fighting you know and literally fighting yeah. i mean fighting for a puck position and the whole bit so uh obviously the, the game needed to change but I feel like it's maybe changed a little bit too much. We're now, it's like, 
it, it, it's it ignored the reason why there was those guys in the first place. You know, the, the lack of respect probably um, has increased, in my opinion, cheap shots. But um, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example, guys. So people ask me because I played so long, what's the difference from when you first came in to maybe 10 years into your last year? I'll tell you what the difference is. Excuse <laughs> me. When I was with the Devils, we had Scott Stevens, Kenny Danico, Randy McKay, Mike Peluso. I mean, Lemieux, even though he wasn't like he didn't have to fight, he had to, he didn't fight, but like toughest team. We would go every time we played the Flyers, you know, we'd go down, drive down the night before, stay in the Ritz Carlton, whatever, get up the next day, have our pregame skate, come back to the, to the hotel. Then we'd leave, the bus would leave at 4.30 for a seven o'clock game. We'd be on the bus and you couldn't hear a pin drop going, going into Philly. Right, you know, with, with Scott Stevens and all them, and uh, and, and then I, my last season, oh seven, oh eight, no, oh six, oh seven, when the Devils brought me back, and oh eight, oh nine, it was like going into Philly was like playing a a, a youth hockey game. Nobody's worried about anything. And the Flyers <laughs> back then had uh, who they had, they had Tockett, they had Dave Brown, they had you know, and the list goes on and on. Like, and not that those guys were scared, but they're freaking nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. But my point yeah. is. Back that my last two years, I was six or seven and I was seven or eight. It was just like no one's worried about anything, just going to play a youth hockey game you know, for the most part. That's the biggest difference. You know what I mean? You know, like we had Riles and they had Camp Jansen's and all, but it was like you said, it's that's when it sort of started going a different way. Yeah. And now, and there was, even then, that last year, so many guys' cheap shots were if something happened, it was taken care of right away, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and they were getting the characters out of the game. That's the biggest thing. Like, come on, man. Let's get one thing straight, Riles. You're one of the most – the guys like you are one of the most popular parts of hockey. You know what I mean? But like like you said, it got to one point where just their tough guy was fighting their tough guy, and there was no meaning to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. We don't want to go back there, but we got to go somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know? 100%. For yeah, sure, this, no yeah. question. These guys are like specimens, right? I mean, they, they put so much time and effort and resources into – you know, building out their physical bodies and becoming like elite athletes, not just elite yeah. hockey players, elite athletes. And the game is so fast. I mean, you got to be able to protect them somewhat. You know what I mean? It's like if you just have this neutral game and let the you expect the refs to, to 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 catch everything, it's just it's not realistic. You know what I mean? And I think this year has proven it. You know, for some of the stuff that's happened. Um, and if you, you can, if you can find a guy like a Tom Wilson or Ryan Reeves, and there's only a few guys that can, can really kind of. Yeah play that role but actually you know legitimately play a regular shift and contribute like that um you know there's, there's got to be a, a a happy medium where you can kind of neutralize some of the stuff where star players aren't getting hurt for unnecessary you know, yeah exactly like I said, the whole the whole thing with, with the rangers and the capitals i'm not a big fan of him smashing the guy in the ice like you know whatever but i mean the rangers had nobody to answer you know what yeah I mean? exactly yeah, like nobody you know, and, and so maybe who knows? And you know how it goes every year. If if a smaller skilled team wins the Stanley Cup, then everybody goes. Nobody can. Think yeah, right. Scouts they can't think for themselves, right? Yeah. If a small skilled teams win, then everybody's going to go for the next computer to a small scale. But then once a big team wins, then everybody goes back to bigger guys. Like yeah, <laughs> I I, I feel like there haven't been a ton of small small skilled teams to win a cup lately i don't know maybe no, i'm no, wrong no, no, not at all. like tampa won it last year there's yeah you're gonna get but you know you know the they are but they also they had you know oh did like, they have a great combination yeah yeah they had I, guys I, that I, play hard and physical oh yeah you yeah, know i'm not talking about fighting no yeah but, you still listen i think brian burke said it best man the bottom line is no matter what way you go the team with the most men is going to win the Stanley Cup. Simple as yeah. that. Doesn't matter how big or small you are. Yeah, 100%. that's the truth. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. the truth. Most yep. men is going to win the Stanley Cup, and I don't think that'll ever change, no matter how big or small you are. 
I meant to say physical. Yeah. yeah you know physical, what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. even, yeah. even when Washington won a few years ago, they were a physical team, man. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Vegas, they're playing against Vegas chiefs team, Craig Ruby, St. Louis. Yeah. Physical. They were physical a heavy, team. Heavy team. Yeah. They're hard to play against. And that, I mean, that's what you want. You know, I, I was psyched for him, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was psyched for the chief, man. That guy, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in hockey and talk about back in the day. Right. Yeah, Rouse, he had to be one of your mentors, right? In that organization, man. He's, Absolutely. He Absolutely. A great guy on and off the ice. You're yeah. not going to find a better person. No, we, we talked about this before. Like, I wasn't overly invested in the NHL up until that run. And I was like, all like on Chiefs, you know, board. board. I mean, 100%. I was like, you know, watching playoffs fully, totally engaged because of Chief. I mean, this is like, it was like, you know, you, you root, he's a guy you root for, right? I mean, he's a great wow. guy. Um, obviously besides, besides him being one of the toughest guys that ever played, he just like commanded respect. And, and then anybody you talked to within that locker room, I know Nassie's told me before there was one guy in that locker room that, that didn't like him, <laughs> whether they were playing first line, fourth line or scratch. And that's just, you know, just a compliment to him. So, it, you know, like you said, I mean, I was extremely excited to see him <laughs> go the distance. Yeah. Especially that, that season. I mean, they were like last place uh, and turned that shit around. In January. Yeah. January last place. In Philly. Oh, January 5th, I think, right? In Philly, they started that turnaround. And you know, hey, Junkyard, you know what happened? The boys went out the night before <laughs> and they got in one. Little team building. Yeah, yeah, they, right? Hey. That's what did it. Hey, it's old school. Every, every once in a while. Not yeah. all the time. Not all the time. It's not a bad thing. You can't any right, especially what's going on in the last year. Like you yeah. plan every other. These guys play four games a week, man. Yeah. yeah. Like it's it's uh but you know, once in a while. They, even, they, the, even the GMs and the coaches that are into that at all, they know every once in a while a team's gotta go out. You oh, have, for sure. Don't make they listen, don't make it a habit, but hey, go what? out. How, how shit in the bed, right? You know, what, what else? How bad? Exactly. Much worse can you get? He <laughs> just is like, right. go do some team building, come back to the work, yeah, yeah. rank and work. I, I remember a few years ago, uh, we I was still with the Flyers, and we lost ten straight games. And we played. I think we played at home that afternoon. Flew into Calgary, and the guys were like, "It's on! Like we're getting it. <laughs> we're getting in one." And I mean, it was it was a rodeo. We yeah. didn't play the next day, obviously. <laughs> But the still guys are hurt, but we went on a roll. Like we, you know, I can't remember if we won every game on that West Coast trip, but it was like 4 0 and 1 or something. Like we had a, and it kind of turned to see, and we ended up making the playoffs that year too. Um, and then we had a year where we won, we won 10 in a row and didn't make the playoffs, yeah, which right. is just crazy oh, to yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's something in the water down in South Jersey. Yeah, I, man, it's, it's like, unbelievable. Going on, man. Injuries and stuff. But again, going back to the 07 08 year, that was, that was, that was an amazing, that was an amazing run. And, but there's something down in the I, I bust chops, man. There's something down in the water, South Jersey and Philly, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> they gotta get a cup soon, man. They deserve yeah, it, man. I know, man. I I hopefully, hopefully it happens soon, man. It's yeah. you and, never and know. You it's like about, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you you can attest to it, man. I mean, you gotta have everything work in your favor. You know, you need luck, you need try to stay injury free. I mean, there's just many things, obviously, we know. Um, hopefully. You know, even that year, you can always make excuses, but we did make it to the conference finals that year and we were depleted. Like we had a like so many guys were hurt, you know, and they were pretty key guys as well. Um, but that happens and you got to find a way like teams. It happens to everyone. So, but you're right. The blues. Yeah. yeah. The first Stanley Cup in the history of the Blues it took them how long? They came yeah. in at 71, 72, I think. 
Yeah. Like, come on. It's not right. easy. I tell people it was so easy to win a championship. Everyone have a little league championship. Like, what are you talking about? I go, think about it. Every town in America has a little league. Yeah. Right. There's only one little league champ a year. How many people mm. you know have a little league championship? Hardly anybody. It's not easy to win a championship. Right. You're right. You know? and, and every single thing has to go right. Yeah. You're right, man. It's, um, and, and you were able to lift that cup, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That was just it. And that was just a team, man. It was unbelievable. Like we lost in 94. That was some people call that one of the best series ever. The, the 93, 94 Rangers. Mateau's uh, overtime. Yeah, right. What a shit going. You had your guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've gotten more business out of that picture. I'm sure you've seen that picture of me covering Tekken on the back door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More business out of that picture than anything I've ever done. Because <laughs> I'm in Ranger land over here. You know? Yeah, right. 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 Crazy, man. Uh, but yeah, everything, everything's got to go right. But that team was just, you know, on a mission. You know, I mean, and then look a couple years after the Flyers, the teams they had, they got to the mm-hmm. finals, they get swept by Detroit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and right there. But and yet there was some, the Flyers had some sick teams. You know? Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Mister Snyder, yeah, oh man. I mean, the man was he wanted to win. He didn't care oh, what yeah. it took. Yep. He you, just as, as a Flyers fan, you can never be mad at Ed Schneider. All no, time. never. He gave all the access to everything. You know, he did everything. He he never said no. Like if yeah. is it gonna help? Yes, sir. Get it. You know, and people be anything. Every every home game, he was in there, win or lose, shake. Win or lose. Hand, yep. Took every player's hand and then left. And the game, you know what I mean? That's yep. yeah, the guy was an amazing guy. That that was one thing that always stood out to me. Obviously, with my dad doing this job when I was a kid, I had met Mr. Schneider a ton of times. He was always so like so nice to me. But I just loved the fact that. He came down win or lose. So a lot of guys are rah rah guys. They only come down if you win. Oh yeah. He would be pissed. Off. There could be nights where he was pissed. He lost three, four in a row. He's like, that's unacceptable. But he always came down, looked you guys in the eyes, and shook your hand. Yeah. And he had your back, no matter what, man. Like, oh, yeah. there's so many stories about Mr. Snyder that people know. But I mean, that man was—he was amazing. Yeah, you know, doing just what he did for the community and then South Jersey yep. and all the rinks and in the city buying the flyer skate zones, all that, man. Just, a, just yeah. a really good guy. He was awesome. Yeah. Yes. I junkyard. I do need to bring this up because unfortunately I was, we, we, I have been in the finals. My dad lost in three Stanley cup finals. I believe if I'm not mistaken, I, I got, I was fortunate enough the year uh, after when, when Roz was here, we lost to Chicago, but in 97, 98, I ran into you for the first time. I didn't really know you oh, we were dude, playing in St. John's, St. John and Brunswick <laughs> and the Phantoms. We beat you guys in six games, but man, looking back, even then, like your team, some of the players, you, you oh, had Marty St. Louis, you, oh, I mean, uh, Jiggy in that. I mean, yeah. like, and there's other guys too, but I mean, that was a, that was a really good finals. I think it probably could have gone seven, just the team. We yeah, got yeah. fortunate enough to, to grab two wins there in uh, in St. John which was a hard thing to do. And I remember Rocky Thompson and Frankie had three unbelievable flights, man. Yeah. I, I mean, it, but I have to at least say I got one, I got that championship <laughs> on you, even though you, you yeah. have a Stanley cup, but Dude, uh, those anyway. teams, those, both those teams were sick. And that was the year that uh, I, I had a little blip in, in my career. Right. And, and that was the beginning of me getting back to the NHL, you know, and, and again, yeah. you know, I got to thank my wife, Lisa, man, like she was a trooper through all this. You know what I mean? And uh, like we could have went to Europe, made some great money, 
You know what I mean? I was still young enough to go to Europe, play there for, you know, five or 10 years. And I said, yeah. let's just give it another shot. We'll give it one to two years. If we don't get back to the NHL. We're still young enough to go over to Europe. Italy was paying great money, Sweden, all these places. I go, let, let, let's just sit tight. And she stuck with it. And that was a great year. Bill Stewart was our head coach there. And, uh, I mean, we had Beastie, one of my best friends of all of Hollywood. Oh, Bass. Bass right, yeah, I forgot about like, the Beast being there. I mean, those teams, that go, going back to, like I said, when, with the Devils and Flyers games, like like St. John Flames and the Fans, man, those were two teams that were stacked and loaded with a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, you talk about, you know, Frankie Bialois and Rocky Thompson. But, I mean, the list goes on. We had Beastie, man, like that, that guy. Yeah, he was crazy. Know, Oh my Did God! You, he, he, great he player. The fire signs yeah. and a big contract. It, that was, was the weirdest thing, eh? Yeah. He's under. He's well. He was on an American League deal, though. I think American League so deal. Homer signs him, Riles. They give him a million yeah. bucks signing yeah. bonus, yeah. and he's playing against us in the yeah. finals. Yeah. And he's already coming to Philly the next year. It was a, one of the weirdest things ever. <laughs> Did that was, was, was that good. weird in the room? That's oh like, no, that wasn't weird real because we were so happy for the guy, man. Like, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, man, okay. He, worked, he literally fought his way up from freaking played five years of four or five years of junior hockey, three different teams, starts in the East Coast, like literally yeah. fought his way and turned into a good player. And he right. was touted to be like another Mark Tenorti. Right. You know I mean? mm. it, yeah. That's when they can move the puck, you know, well, play solid D, toughness, kill penalties, like great yeah. team guy. You know what I mean? And it just, you know, that's how hard it is to stay in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, he he's he, uh, getting there, right, Rob? The easy part's getting. Oh there. man, yeah, exactly. I, he, what are you talking about? I go, you just keep going. The easy part's getting there for a day. A hard yeah. thing. Yeah, stay in there. Yeah, and Beast, I, I remember what. Obviously, the next year we got, I came good buddies with him. He, you know, we got along really well. But it was funny, even though he had signed with us, he was still trying to break guys' wrists out there. That guy with his sticks. Oh yeah. I mean. No practice, he was, he was the best. Oh my god, he was the only one player. way to play. Like, he, like yeah, that's you know, that's why those teams, those are the teams that are successful too. Like the Devils, when I came up with the Devils, there was fights in practice all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, there was, and it was like, okay, because you're a family, you know what I mean? Right. You know, and I don't think there's that, there's probably not that much of that anymore in practice, but that's how it was. Like Scott Stevens, Kenny Danico in practice, man, playing against those guys. Was oh amazing. boy, and they never yeah. took days off either. Yeah, right. I'd see them. They could take days off, but they never took days off. And practicing was like a nightmare, you know, the defense we had back then. Yeah. One on ones, you just come start the drill, just dump it in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even bother to try to take it to the net. Yeah. Steven Danico, Niedermeyer, um, um, <laughs> Sean Chambers, yeah. Diver. Yeah. Our, our, our quote unquote sixth defenseman was Tommy Abilene. That guy played 15 years in the NHL. Yeah, yeah right, right. Playing, like, look at some of those teams. It's crazy back then. The Flyers had the same thing, man. But you, you've seen it. Riles, you've been there. Practice. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, that it's, you got to practice the way you play. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's the truth. That was a great series, man. You got that one on me, man. I got a, I got a championship at every level. Uh, state championship, Brick High School, national championship. Stanley Cup and that AHL one slipped away, man. It's bullshit. I think you got. <laughs> I think you're on the better end of it, but but, but it was fun, man. And you know, I, I was obviously I didn't play. I was just a pigeon equipment guy, but I, I was able to get two of those. So in Riles, yeah. we got we got one together, and I mean, those are some of the best times. It's not well, a Stan, it's that. not a Stanley yeah, Cup, yeah. but man, it feels like it when you're yeah, when you're, yeah, when you're winning it, man. Yeah. And you know what's funny, uh, junkyard? We both times the Phantoms, I was able to win. Uh, the first time the Spectrum sold out, seventeen thousand three eighty. Oh, unbelievable! I mean, it was that it was, was crazy. The lot because we got up in that game and Litz was Litz was unbelievable too because you guys had chances when it was two oh. to one. Litz stood on his head, but 
when we got up in the third, you know, four or five, one, I mean, you couldn't even hear yourself think no, it was so it was loud. And then Riley, uh, at the same time, we won in the uh, center with 20,000 and we were winning going into that third period, I think four or five, one Riles. And I mean, it was from 10 minutes down. I mean, it was just, they were on their feet. It was, it felt like, it felt like you're oh, the Stanley best, Cup. Man. Dude, it's yeah. the best. It's the yeah. second best league to the NHL. It's amazing, yeah. man. But yeah, those were, I love the old Spectre, man. One yeah. of my favorite buildings, man. Yeah. Favorite buildings, concerts, yeah. hockey yeah. games is the best. Anything goes with Philly too. Anything yeah. Goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, dude, I've seen some shows there. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dead. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but did you I, see the dead there? Did you see the Rifle Dead there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? I saw, I, I did yeah. once. I did once. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, anything goes in there, man. And like Madison yeah. Garden and the Spectrum, anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. With dogs, setting up shops with blenders and everything. Blenders. <laughs> <laughs> Blenders, they got their dogs. Were you there, Riles? You have the blender, <laughs> yeah, the right. fruit up and everything. They got a smoothie. Pre- yeah, right down on the floor, show. man. People setting up shop. <laughs> hey, junkyard Jim. Uh, Riles hasn't put anything bad in his body since you you left, or yeah, maybe yeah. after the next year. This guy, he, I don't think he, do you have you had a burger or anything, a cheeseburger or some fries or anything? Not for a while. I, 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 still, I still have some cheats now and then. Okay. All yeah, right. Manny. I got to say, so what's your cheats? Because I'm guy told you I'm getting down to 180. When the height of my playing, it was 185 pounds. I'm getting down to that because I want to legitimately be able to skate with my boys this summer. Okay. Yeah. And I'm almost down there now. You know, it's great. I'm going to 185 pounds too, Jimmy. Yeah. That's what I want to get to. <laughs> five, man. He weighed 40 I'm pounds old, more yeah. when you were playing. With him. <laughs> oh, you were, I know. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those, uh, some of those <laughs> pictures. Oh, yeah, dude. It was, that was a good time. And, me, you and, and then when Downey came up, man, me, you and oh. Downey. Line, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, there's a story about dude he's like certain... an old man jonathan man from the boston oh Bruins my god downey that kid he if he could have kept his head on straight man he could have played 10 15 years in the because he was a good he was good I, somebody no, said i remember when Sick, he, he wasn't afraid of anybody no yeah. no he had a he had a little switch in there yeah, three screws loose instead yeah, of one, yeah, instead yeah, of right, one. Yeah. i remember yeah. i think it was uh ryan Mal- i think bugsy malone said uh He's one of the best players from the circles in. Yes, unbelievable. That he had ever played with, which yeah. you know, it's a pretty good compliment. I mean, but uh, he was a good he was a good hockey player, like you said. He had a screw loose on. I never forget when he hit Riles. We were talking about this the other day, uh, not on the show, but just talking about when Downs hit uh, Dean McCammon. Poor guy left a kind of a drop pass, and he was looking. Downs may have been a couple seconds late on the hit, but I mean, it was that right was seven away training. Yeah, camp. yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yes, exactly. And, and, uh, I mean, that poor guy, Dean, he played a little bit for the flyers, but he was out, but everyone was going, everyone jumped on downs. And I remember, uh, McCammon getting drugged along, but he was out cold and and he was hooked onto someone's leg somehow. (laughs) And I just remember thinking, Jesus, someone get to him. Like he was out cold and then not funny. I mean, looking back, Dean's fine and everything, but, uh, looking back, Clarkie, obviously, we're in Ottawa. We're in Canada. So many reporters around Clarky want to get a word, and he's like, "Clean head." Had his head down. Had his head down. Clean head. I'm like, oh, and so he gets suspended twenty games. <laughs> twenty five, I think, right? <laughs> hey, wow. Yeah. yeah. Then, then yeah. we start the season in Vancouver. That's right. Jesse Bowlery smiles me, and Jesse Bowlery's had something with Kessler, and you know, I don't think too many people were unhappy with what he did to Kessler. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he got suspended another twenty games for that. 
Yeah. Well, that, 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 I, I, that, you know, that was definitely suspendable what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, yeah, for sure. I remember um, I had Kess um, a couple times with USA Hockey. Yeah, what do you ever so say I, about that? So I got to know, wow, he's just like, wait, if you remember, Jesse didn't get him that good, but the fact that the, you know, yeah, it really right. didn't hurt him. He had a little mark, but of and, course and, he's, and, and he, he sold it. Like, yeah, exactly. He sold exactly. it. But what I was going to say about Kess is like, he was one of those guys, like every, like you said, unless you knew him and play with like, you, you, you know, like this guy's a jerk off. Like he's an asshole. He was on the ice. He's like Marshall and like, you know, guys hate him, but it was funny. And speaking Great of Marshawn, player. yeah, we were playing uh, the world cup. We were playing Canada. Uh, I think it was before the real tournament started. We played them twice. We played them in uh, Columbus and then one in uh, Ottawa the next day. But there was a scrum at our bench and Marshawn goes, He's like, holy fuck, Cass. He's like, even your own teammates hate you. And, and Cass goes, oh, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> I just started laughing. I'm like, I'm like, does everybody say that? He goes, oh, fuck. Everybody says that to me. <laughs> so I just thought it was funny. But, yeah, Jesse caught him there. And, Riles, that was – you guys were splitting. T- like, it was like you guys yeah. were taking turn. But that was great for you because you oh, jumped yeah. right in for the next 20 games or whatever. And then 100%. And he got sent. I think didn't he get sent down after? Like he was down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sent him down there. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, remember service suspension and whatever yeah. else. But between downs, uh, Jesse getting suspended, and then well, Eags, there's four. There's four of us competing really for the for one spot. And then I'm not sure exactly what happened with Eags. He just well, he got traded to Chicago. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't performing, and then he ended up trading him. So they had t- two guys suspended for for 20 games plus, and then well, there's your there's your opportunity to take advantage of. Jimmy on the fourth line, and, and there you and, go, uh, man. Yeah, man. I, it, way, it, man. If you just stick with it, stick with it. Work hard, be a good teammate, man. Eventually, something good's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you both, you two are uh, obviously locker room favorites. I mean, it's uh, Jimmy, like you said, you play this long. You don't stick around if you're not a team guy, a good guy, and and uh, you guys both were uh, locker room favorites. That's for sure. Hey, Jimmy, I was going to ask you, you, you touched on a little bit, your, your dip in your career. I remember you talking to me when we we're upstairs and, you know, in the weight room before practice uh, at one time about this revival of your career. And I, and I re- thought I remembered you maybe breaking your back or having some serious injury that kind of threw a wrench in everything. And then all of a sudden you switched your whole routine around and you, you kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Can you like talk about that? Because I think it's pretty powerful um for you to first of all acknowledge it and, and do something about it and then lengthen your career another what seven years or so uh after making those adjustments um yeah talk- exactly yeah length of my career 12 years man like i said the easy part was getting to this i was best in new jersey as a kid best in high school i get a scholarship get drafted the best in the country in college i sign pro the best in the minor leagues you keep chipping away at it i get up i sign two nice contracts win a stanley cup on top of the world you know get married all of a sudden 27 slash turning 28 it gets sent back to the minors and let's go one thing straight when you get sent back to the minors at 28 years old you're not in nhl major league, you're not getting back to the major leagues the nhl and that's when i was in uh, hamilton ontario right yeah uh, the edmonton Rose organization and we're about a month into the season i'm sitting there like lisa we're sitting there you know we didn't have any kids yet we were married i'm like what the hell is going on I'm depressed i'm like back playing with you know 20 year old kids, 21 year old kids, what's going on. And my wife was doing all this research. She wanted to, you know, find out, she wanted to start having kids and get as healthy as possible. So friends of ours, uh, told her about this holistic doctor, Dr. James Diadamo, eat right for your blood type. Yeah, sure. I know exactly what it is. Research. He had an office in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, but he also had one in Toronto, 45 minutes from us. 
So my wife says, Hey, I'm going to give this a shot. I said, Lee, I'll try anything. You know what I mean? I mean, we're giving it one more year. If we don't make it, we're going to a year, but I'll try anything. I, I, I was playing at 192 pounds, 190, 192 pounds, you know, my whole life from college on. So we made an appointment, got in, he did the whole iridology thing and went over this and, and everything that guy said back when we were 28, that's what, 20, 30, 40, 24 years ago, he was spot on a hundred percent. Everything that's happening right now with all this stuff, he was hundred percent spot on. I went and did the program cold Turkey, you know, the pure supplements and all that. I went right down to 182 pounds in like a month. And, but I had, I had a neck injury and, uh, uh, let me regress a little bit. I had a neck injury that year and the freaking doctors up in Canada, freaking brutal. They're telling me I'm never going to play again. This and that. I'm like, what are you talking about? So then my agent found me a specialist in Rochester, New York. The guy laughed. He goes, what? He goes, you have your C4, C5. It's, you know, condensed, whatever. He goes, listen, it happens with football players, hockey players, boxers, all contact sports. You're going to be fine. You just got to give it rest. There's nothing you do and you'll be fine. So I, I missed about, two months, almost about two, two and a half months. But I, that in the meantime, I was getting into the whole organical natural way of living. That's when I basically cut out all drinking during the season would pick my spots once in a blue moon. And, uh, I went right down to 182 pounds, but I'm like, Holy shit. I called the doctor. I'm like, man, I just lost 10, 12 pounds. Now, listen, I didn't tell you I couldn't have pasta, just get, you know, certain type, right. you know, not as much, but then I adjusted everything. And lo and behold, I played 182 to 184. I spent the next 12 straight years without a day in the minors. Mm. And let wow. that sink in. You know what I mean? And you saw me in my last couple yeah. of years. Me. Like, I didn't put a bad thing in my body. You know, yeah. I, I'm a firm believer, man. You, you, What your body can do, your body can heal itself. Oh, Basically. for sure. It's designed I to. No, I have zero, not going with zero issues with my neck since yeah. then. Nothing. You know what I mean? My joints, everything. It's great. Yeah. Oh, look, put into awesome. your body. And to this day, I obviously got away from it a little bit, you know, retirement. But, you know, I, I feel great. You know what I mean? My wife and I are, are still into it. You know, we have our own nutrition company now. You know, we do we a whole supplement line and organic, all natural products. It's great. Yeah. You know, firm believer. You know, we always go back to the book. It's, it's uh, one's man food is another man's poison. It's a great book, but you can only get it from the bad. Dr. James Diadamo, he has a son, Peter, who's out of Connecticut. He's a little more lenient. But Dr. James Diadamo, right off the bat, he gives you this list of stuff that does nothing for you nutritionally. Like yeah. nothing, chocolate, soda. I mean, the list goes on and on. Don't let anybody, yeah. just don't let anybody tell you any different. These things yeah. do nothing for you. Yeah. Don't ever put them in your body. But the son's a little more lenient because he was younger, but the dad's like, hey, you know, no. What yeah. You want, you right. want to get healthy? You want your body to heal itself? Yeah, that's it. Brain to work you gotta right? be honest with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what I found fascinating with that whole thing was that like there are certain foods that some someone might think as healthy foods that you know like i think it breaks down in three categories if i remember correctly like actual medicine okay. neutral yeah. and poison so the actual you know a healthy food might not actually um be that healthy for that blood type or for that individual exactly. person how it digests and actually acts as a, as a poison and an obstruction in, in, to wellness but uh well, that's interesting yeah i mean you have to be honest with that whole uh, that whole conversation on nutrition i think a lot of people dodge it because it requires so much discipline yeah, but I mean, so if you want to be well, if you want to perform at a high level, I mean, we have to, we have to view our food as, as well, medicine, but as actual fuel, right? I mean, it's yeah. fueling the body, the, the brain, the, the whole bit. Yeah. And that's another thing I got to thank my wife, Lisa, for me. She's the one that got me into it and she did her research and she was unbelievable with it. You know, it's like, like I'm an A blood type. My two boys are A, she's an O. So she can mm -hmm. have more red meat. You know, the only red meat that I eat pretty much is lamb, ostrich, you know, because it's the easiest to digest. Mm -hmm. There's little things like that, you know, and, and uh, 
And it's amazing. You just got to get by the first three weeks, you know, of eating right and doing all that. They don't even want that crap at night or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You do have a cheat day, whatever. It's not going to bother you. Yeah. Like he, like he would say, he goes, listen, to Dr. James, he goes, listen, if you're staring at that piece of chocolate cake for two weeks, he goes, just eat the damn thing. <laughs> he goes, don't stress over because it it's going to be worse for your body. hundred percent. Yeah. Not, you know, but it's amazing. And, and you look at the top athletes these days. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's with Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so many of them. I mean, Rod Brindamore, look at that guy. He's coach. Oh my God. Freaking players, man. He is yeah. in better shape it's than them. insane. Yeah. You know? That's a guy I'm happy for. Another ex-flyer, man. Yeah, yeah. he's unbelievable. Man. The league, man. They, you talk about a good, a good person, like you were saying yeah, earlier. I mean, that man, he is a good man. Really yeah. is. Yeah, nutrition's a huge part of it now, man. Yeah, you know, it, it, it was little by little. Like when I first came in in ninety, early nineties, ninety ninety one, they wheel a quart of beer in right after the game. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Look, I just smoking cigarettes and we do periods. Mark LaForest, man, one of my favorite trees. Man, <laughs> awesome. Like guys would smoke in between periods and so whatever. And then six, seven years into it, you know, you, you, if you had to get beer, you get it from the trainer, you know, in the back. You just didn't bring yeah. it in front of everybody. And you know, it's just the progression of making things better. That's all. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Then the other thing I noticed with you too is, and you know, I think this is becoming obviously, and and has become um, a big part of it. Is is this like just your daily maintenance? Like you knew what you needed to do as a veteran guy, you know, versus like a twenty year old kid that would have to maybe pour in a little more effort, you know, at the in the gym and whatever else. Yours is like maintenance, but you had this little routine. I remember it was, I think it was mainly around your back and your and your neck, maybe. Um, yeah. the core and the whole bit, but just every day. To, yeah, yeah, every day. But you know, like, but that stuff in, in conjunction with the nutrition. Um, it was a huge, was a huge piece of your career. And I, like you said, like, I think everyone's kind of adopted this somewhat now, because I mean, there's, there's chefs in each locker room and the the, the functional training is so elite now that, you know, like there's like basically what you've taken with your philosophy and and implemented it as an organizational one. Now, you know, every, every organization pretty much does it, but now it's like, now the the piece that's missing are the guys that are are physical specimens, but what, what separates a guy that doesn't make it now. And you said it earlier. It's the mind, right? I mean, it's like it's like that piece between you know between your ears that um, you know some guys yeah, have it, some guys don't have it. it. I mean, again, my wife in the last two years, man, like we are like the last. It's been fourteen months. We don't watch TV. I haven't watched you. TV going on fifteen months now. My wife and I, I cannot do that. Not a chance. No, no, this, no. I'm telling you right now, we're going on fifteen months. No TV, no TV. Like I'll watch my son's games on the Big Ten Network. We will watch the commercials. And I'll still watch some hockey, but when the commercial comes on, I put it on mute. Don't listen to anything. Nothing. Yeah, good for you. Like nothing. And I tell you, no TV, nothing. You know what I mean? And my wife's just, just, we, she's, we've been in, it's been amazing the last year, year and a half here. It's high fructose corn syrup on, uh, oh. on a, on a, uh, on a TV screen, right? For the brain, man. <laughs> listen. I never thought in a million years I wouldn't watch TV for 15 straight months. Not a turn the tube chance. off. Man. Turn not, the a tube ch- off. not a chance. All I watch is sports anyway. It's not like I really, yeah, yeah. I don't watch much more than that. I mean, a movie yeah. here and there, but uh, anyway, I could not, <laughs> I could not do that, bro. I've got a TV literally almost in every single room in the house, man. If I'm doing something, I even have one in my shop. I have it on yeah, NHL yeah, yeah. network. Cause uh, people come in and sit down and watch anyway, yeah. but. Like I said, I, I, I keep up on the NHL, but I don't, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's been great, you know, 
Yeah, man. It's right between your ears, right, Yeah, Ralph? it is. It is. It's so true. There's so many distractions, right? I mean, now with the cell phones and every app possible yeah. the sun, I mean, it's easy to get pulled up from what you need to be doing. You know, whether you're a pro athlete or a nine to five or whatever else, it's, it's easy to get distracted. But I think that's the biggest lesson for the young, the young kids is just to stay, staying focused. I got two young kids and every, every day, it's 20 times a day. I'm just like, focus, focus. You know, it's like, it's hard, it's hard to teach focus. And then, but if you don't create an environment that supports focus, yeah. you're never really going to learn it. Right. Hey, hey. Think about it too. It all started back in the day with space invaders, asteroids, and pack. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And now it's like, what is it now though? Like, and, that, and, that, and that's just as bad as what they have now. Right. For like, sure. Space invaders, asteroids, oh, Galaga, Pac-Man, right? <laughs> Galaga. Galaga, that was my they have what's it called the Xbox thing, right? And there was yeah. I, I read a thing a couple years ago, Vancouver. They had to ban Xbox from on the road. The kids oh, yeah. are playing in every oh, they're still playing until three, four, five in the morning. Oh, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Hundred percent. But it started way back with us with freaking again, asteroids, Pac-Man, yeah. yeah. Elvis Elvis <laughs> Elvis uh was given what's it called ps5 i don't know those things i yeah, can't play so he's got the hockey game and i literally i'll let him play like he he loves playing it's kind of i don't know if it's teaching him things but it's funny how he plays and watching him play oh, the, it helps him on the ice you're saying the, I, I i i know that sounds crazy but he recognizes things a little bit better but anyway i only let him get on there for like 45 minutes or because he'll stay he would stay up there Cause he oh, loves, yeah. he like, but I oh, remember yeah. being in college one time. I'm not a video game guy, but we started, uh, somebody had one of those Sega things or whatever they were called. And we made a hockey tournament. So you had to pick your team out of a hat and we had so many guys and I remember, okay, like just learning how to play. That's all I wanted to do. It's all I could think about during my soccer per basketball practice getting back to practice because i had a game the next day because we had schedules yeah and you played you played so many games and then you went to the playoffs it was like a real league and uh, i'm like after a month i'm like i, I gotta stop it's all i'm doing and yeah, yeah, i quit yeah. answer the phone jimmy it's, it's, it could be one of your you could be getting the call again you know what we, we, i don't even know why we have a house phone. i was gonna say i didn't, I didn't know used. they existed anymore Right, we, like, we literally never use it. It's called telemarketers, man. They're the following us coming everywhere. through. <laughs> I think Lou's them. trying to get a hold of you. The Islanders. He, Lou, he wants Lou. you to go to go to the Islanders for the playoffs. <laughs> really no, like guys, that. this has been great, man. Yeah, I we appreciate it. you coming on, man. It's been yeah, awesome. Thanks, brother. Nice to reconnect and definitely, man. Definitely. And uh yeah, man, I'm watching it. I'll spread the word. I love watching you guys show. It's it's, it's awesome, and I'm glad you guys are doing well. And your miles will connect after this. And, and uh, nasty, same thing, man. I'm yeah, still, man. Look, I still I I still need my Flyers tracksuit, man. So I don't know what's up. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I can't know, help I you know. much with that right now. Uh, I might actually. That, I probably that's have the only one. thing I didn't stock up on. When I, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm surprised you didn't. Because you had more gray shorts and t-shirts. <laughs> they have no logo on them either, eh, Riggs? Just, oh, just, yeah. We were, back, that's when we started getting all the flyer stuff, you know, and guys are wearing the, yeah. you know, that was back kind of when it started, you know, the deals yeah, yeah. started to go. And, and Junkyard just had the grays on, man. Like, <laughs> I remember being a kid and going to the, coming to see dad and the boys wore the one pieces. Like oh, yeah. those oh, in, in the stand, the stand yes. field, yes. the light blue and the navy, yep. Yep. and that's all there was. And I remember my dad was like pretty pumped because Stan Stanfields, I think is what it was called, or Stanfield, whatever. They came out with this 
dark, like this gray with black. And my dad's like, oh, this is so much better for the flyers because it's got <laughs> black on it instead of the light blue, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, but Junkyard had the grays. I used to love the little folding up and then just <laughs> oh, check yeah. it on everything. Supplement stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah the routine. Man. Oh, good stuff, man. Now, now, now you have a junkyard. Now there's like we had a trunk for supplements. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's crazy how much it's. You know, yeah. I mean, but it's it's a good thing, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's what the bad thing, man. It's not. It's yeah, like, you know, you do but, the right thing. It's only going to help you. You yeah. know, it went one last thing, junkyard. I was just thinking about this because because you could probably relate because you were you were playing in the league like right when I came in. Uh, the amount of things you took on the road, like. We could put everything for a road trip in a van. And I'm not kidding you. There was a, the trunks were a Jersey trunk. You had a skate sharpener and made a medical trunk. And then you had bags and in, in, in a stick bag, you know, like, and now you need, I mean, it's crazy. Oh, it's oh, turned yeah. into a miniature rock show, like traveling around. And that's oh, one yeah. of the things that some people ask me once in a while, like, well, what's the biggest thing? I'm like, oh my God, how much we, how much you travel with uh, in an, even American league, man. I mean, all these leagues, like you got to take, you oh, have to yeah. basically have one of everything just mm-hmm. in case. Cause if you don't, you know, you can end up in a, in one, you know, in a spot, but anyway. Yeah. Nice man. So I'll let you guys know I got, we got a golf outing coming up too. So what else I got going on? My, both my boys, they didn't play triple A till midgets, but they play with the New Jersey Titans youth hockey organization in Middletown, New Jersey here. And they both committed out of there. Okay. You know? And we're, uh, one of the last thing we'll talk about, I guess, or whatever is that, uh, it's so freaking expensive to play hockey these days, no matter oh, what man, you know, man. And we're 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 doing an annual golf outing. It's going to be Monday, uh, August thirtieth at Pine Barrens uh, Country Club in in Jackson, New Jersey. And every cent we raise, every cent is going to scholarship for kids. Oh, nice, beautiful, yeah, man. It doesn't matter what level, triple A, double A, A. I mean, it's it's a lot of money for these people these days, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's insane. For sure, man. It is just to, to, to run the whole thing. And, but every sense going towards, uh, for the people that need help, you know, Beautiful. that's awesome. man. And, and I'd love to get it around to, uh, the big picture, man, it would be amazing to just to, to be able to fund an organization every year where kids could play for free. Like, yeah, right. like it's insane. You yeah. Know, there's people in triple A hockey, you know, it, it's just and even double A hockey, like you're spending like ten thousand double A hockey kid, you're spending over ten grand for one kid. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's it's, it's insane, it's crazy. man. You know what I mean? So that's what we got coming up. We're yeah. gonna have twenty-two foursomes trying to get, you know, a celebrity in each foursome. So I'll let you guys know about that too. The flyer will be out here soon. But yeah, that's what my boys played. It's a way for me to help give back, you know. Yeah. I mean, luckily my boys they never had to, they did it, you know, sort of the same way I did. You know, yeah. I never played hockey. They didn't play triple A hockey during the first year of midgets. People thought I was crazy, you know, but I was around them all the time with them and it, it's, it worked out fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Really, really well. Yeah. Really so, well. Yeah. Lots of good stuff happening, man, guys. I appreciate you having me on anytime. Yeah, man. Great Love it. The yep. junkyard dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. We'll be in touch. All right, fellas. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks. Good seeing you. Yep. See you great man. day, guys. That episode was brought to you by Deal Dash. Nasty, I know you love winning. Oh, my God. And I'll never forget your three men's league back-to-back-to-back championships with Natty Light. And you've been chasing that feeling ever since. I'm still chasing it. We, we just, you just want to get better and set more records. Oh, I know, I know where your head's at. And you're still winning because you use Deal Dash. 
You are totally correct. I do. It's the online shopping platform, Riggs, that is actually fun. It's Deal Dash is the longest running penny auction website and app around, bro. Is it too good to be true? You bet it is. Dude, I've seen a car sold for 900 bucks on there and a brand new TV for less than two bucks. I'm serious. I don't believe it, Nest. It's I don't true. believe it. Check it out. Don't be a loser. Stop paying full retail price for the things you want and get on Deal Dash. Go to www.dealdash.com or download the app. By the way, when you register, enter the promo code Knuckles. That's code Knuckles for a special offer. Want to thank boys and girls. Do it. Let's do it. Want to thank our special guest, Jimmy Dowd. What a beauty he is, Nast. Hey, well, legendary I love that man, the junkyard dog. Oh man, what, what a, a wily beauty. veteran! Yeah, no kidding. It's nice to reconnect with him. He was yeah. my first uh, full-time centerman <laughs> at the Philadelphia Flyers. So, oh man, what a, I had a special bond with him. Yep, yep. He was uh, he was a he was a treat to have around, and still still shocked he played for sixteen teams after college. Like I had no clue he played for that many teams. Teams uh-huh. wanted him. They did. They wanted him, and. Uh, his probably longest stay in Minnesota where he was uh, part of the captain's uh, group. They had, they, they were switching to see around, but uh, he was a yep. big part of that uh, when they started that team. And <clears throat> well, we know why we saw what he, what he brought to the table uh, when he was his short time in Philadelphia. Um, he was awesome. Funny guy. Fucking intense when he's playing. Oh yeah. Hilarious. Biggest Sully ever. I think he sells harder than Ovi and he doesn't, he didn't score as many as Ovi, <laughs> but it was like, to, man, I used to score. love, yeah, I loved what he scored because he, his sellies were just great. The straight arm, right? The, the straight yeah. stiff arms oh, and the, yeah, the, the arch back. And the, and the, he, he might be the, one of the only guys besides 99 at like the old Jersey tuck. He had oh, the yeah, tuck all the, the tuck, time yeah. going. Oh yeah. He had some style. That. Yep, Stanley Cup champ. Can't take it away from him. Though. Yeah, for sure. And Jimmy's one of those guys. If uh, you know, if if every parent just listened to Jimmy Dowd's story and just understood Jimmy Dowd's character and his philosophy of just have a good attitude, be a good teammate, and you know, work hard. You know, uh, just yeah. be simple. Like we could really kind of help our youth out because I think you know a lot of these parents and coaches just screw with kids thinking that they're going to be this, you know, first line ultimate elite yeah. NHL hockey player, which is very, very hard to accomplish. And, uh, you know, J- Jimmy's just such, such a grounded human and really just was so understanding of his job and what he needed to do to survive uh, in the NHL. Yeah. And he did it. I mean, there's only, there's only one way you could play that long and be a, essentially a fourth line guy, utility, utility guy for that, for that amount of time is, is to yep. is to be the, the the right type of energy in the locker room and be a good guy and and do what's necessary. But so much to learn from him and such a simple guy and simple player. It's just amazing yep. how <laughs> you can make a living by just being, you know, honest and yeah and 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 and, and good in faceoffs, penalty kill, and just be again. You have to be. You always have to be a good guy if you're going to be in that in that glue situation. Right. But, uh, you know, love learning from him. He was one of the guys that really got me onto this uh, path of taking care of my body. A little, you know, too little, too late for me while I was playing. But nonetheless, uh, some of his messaging carried over into my my post career. So nothing but yeah. love for Jimmy Dowd. Uh, and 
you know, too, Riles, like uh, we talked about, there were lots of times in his career where he could have just said, uh, you know what, going to pack it in, maybe go overseas and play. Yeah. And uh, he stuck with it and give his wife credit too for saying, no, let's, let's take this shot. I believe it was, I think it was the one where he was going to Montreal. I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, he stuck with it and you know, what a career. I mean, yeah. Played a long time, man. Played a long time, but you're right. He does all, they did all the little things well on and off the ice. Yeah. And you're right. Just keeping things simple. And a lot of, a lot of parents could learn from, uh, from Jimmy Dowd. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's got two boys there that are, they're blessed to have a mentor like him, and they're doing well, obviously, yeah. in their respected uh, leagues and, and yeah. age groups there. But uh, uh, what, a, what an awesome dude, and, you know, into, into some different business ventures as well. So carrying that same attitude into that team atmosphere of business and uh, wish him the best, but really appreciate him yeah. coming on and spending the time with us. Great. It was nice to see <laughs> Nice to see old junkyard. Uh, we could stay on. We could have stayed on forever. Oh yeah. Too, just talking. He's not hyper at all. He's like, he's like me. He just gets fired up. Gets he excited. Wants to talk and it's, it's great. Yeah. You think, he thinks of a story. He just gets it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. That was, uh, it was <laughs> good stuff. He's a man. But that uh, will wrap up episode 26 of nasty knuckles. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 27. Until then, you got to stay safe, got to have some fun, and you got to do it up, knuckleheads. That's right, knuckleheads. See ya, boys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.